Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Okay, ready? One, One. two, three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh! Welcome to another episode of Inside the Closet. Mateo and I just clapped and I just hurt myself clapping. How did you do that? I don't know. I like two fingers smushed in a weird way and I like sprained my wrist. I took, uh, I told you off <laughs> mic, but I took a Benadryl last night. I was watching Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which I want to get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I took a Benadryl and it somehow fucked me up. I have like a Benadryl hangover. Yeah, it's a real and, thing. Do you take yeah. one or two? Just one. When was the last time you took one? Uh, 24 hours ago. <laughs> Besides this one, but like oh, before that. Oh, um, I think I've taken like maybe like a couple months ago or, or something, you know. Um, yeah, yeah so I'm, like, I've had I'm in that. like a hangover, like haze. It's so funny because I don't drink and I don't smoke. And right. here I am like hungover on Benadryl. This is how my quarantine's going. I'm hungover <laughs> on Benadryl. I've had that with Benadryl before because I used to take it when I was a kid. Uh, and it, when I go on a flight, I would take it to fall asleep. And that because my dad does. But right. then I didn't take it for years. And I remember taking it in college or something. And it like made me like I slept for a day straight or something. Mm-hmm. Shit fucks yeah. you up, man. I woke up and I was like, fuck, am I sick again? Like what happened? Right. Blah, blah, blah. My mother's so Italian. She sent me a thermometer. <laughs> Um, oh, hey, that's hot commodity. That I thermometer know. shit. I was, I was trying to think of like a, if maybe you think this is fun. First of all, I don't remember any of my jokes. Not oh, one. we got to talk about that. Because are you going to do Zoom comedy shows? No. You're not going to do them? What if even like one of the premier clubs in New York started doing them? No. I did a show on Saturday, a Zoom comedy show, and it was fun. But that was only because they had all the audience not, um, they were not on mute. So I heard all this laughter and the audience was like so appreciative and you know graham k yeah he opened and i wrote him before i was like i can't believe we're doing this and then he he opened and he had all these jokes about corona and it was really funny so then it made me feel like it was fun yeah it was fun i think it is fun i'm just like not it's a slippery slope though once you do it, yeah. then everyone's can see, because it's not like you're going to a city and it's like, oh, I'm going to go see you in your city. It's like, I'm online, you're online, now I've seen your jokes. Well, I might do, my agent was talking about doing a ticketed show, but I could do like, I was thinking about my Streisand show that I do with Henry where I sing yeah. and tell jokes. What if him and I could somehow sing, but like do like, we could call it like the comfort music and do like right. Christmas and Disney music just to like make people happy. And oh, like you should do it. Can I run jokes totally do it. by you? By the way, yeah. I feel like I just woke up. I'm so weird. Leaf is here. Our pr- Leif? Where's Leif? Leif? Yeah. He's, I mean, here he is. So I'm just going to let him in. So I guess we can cut this. Hey, girl. We're in the middle. We're recording already. But you can say hi. He's connected to audio. I guess not. Okay. So um, can, I t- can I run some ideas by you that I think yeah. are funny? All right. Hey, can I, you guys hear me? Hey, Leigh, how's it going? Say hi, you're on Inside the Closet. Oh, you already started. All right, I'll just sign out. Have a good show. No, you can listen. We're just, you can say hi if you want. We, we got started early. Oh, we didn't excellent. know what time you were going to get on, and I have to be, I have, to, I have a baby shower, a Zoom baby shower that I have to go to tonight. Oh, all right. Well, hello. Great to see you. <laughs> what happened on okay. the subway? 
Um, it was right outside my building. Apparently, I walked outside, and there was uh, some form of assault that happened. And oh, it was no. just two people very yelling. And I kind of just left, and I was just in the middle of this, and I just wasn't in the mood. So I, like, yelled at both of them, told them to stay apart. Police were, like, already right there. And then I gave them my statement, and I ran to the train. Wow. <laughs> Are people doing social distancing on the train or no? Not, uh, not anymore. I think really. Yeah, that's so scary. Yeah, it's. Uh, I really have to work myself up when I leave in the morning. I'm like terrified. That's so scary, especially in New York. I thought everyone in New York was like taking it the 100% most seriously. I mean, unless they add like a, a a lot of trains, but like half the MTA got sick with coronavirus, right? So they had to stay home too. So it's like, what do you do? I'm shocked. Mm -hmm. I, I would think people in New York would be like, everyone is taking it so, so, so. I went rollerblading through Central Park and everybody was just out and about. Really? Yeah. But rollerblading is an individual thing. It's, I was yeah. alone, shirtless. Everyone was staring at me on rollerblades. I got a lot of looks like this. Look at this faggot. Sweet. Yeah. I think because like rollerblades. Oh, yeah. And I was like zooming in and out of people. Oh. I was having the time of my life. I went rollerblading yesterday, too. It's hard to go uphill on rollerblades, though. I mean, I really regretted it. It's yeah, I was with a little kid, and she was like way better than me. Ashley's niece, and she's like zipping around me. But well, um, this is our producer, and uh, glad that everyone gets to hear your voice. Yeah, it's also great to see y'all. So good nice. to see you too, even though you look like a gray box. Yeah, yes. I don't know what's going on with my uh, my camera. Yeah, technology. <laughs> well. Should we keep? What do you want to do, Emma? You want to? Should we start over? No. Oh, let's keep going. Yeah, our, and leave our, out that Bene, our Benadryl stuff. Yeah, we got some Benadryl yeah. stories. All right, so here's some joke ideas that I had while I was talking okay. about quarantine. Now, none of these are fleshed out, so if you want to hear a comedian go through his, his there, yeah. joke process, this is what my, started inspiring you writing. Were you just missing stand up? No, just every once in a while, like I say something and it hits me, and. Um, I'll just write it down. I think it yeah. could be funny. Yeah. I mean, I think the, I think for some people you write for hours at a coffee shop and some people your mind just needs to wander and then That's how I am. across something. Yeah, I think you and I are more similar and I'll walk around or form. if I do a show and I'm walking to another show, that's when I'm like adding stuff in my head or thinking of other things because I've that's kind when of you're got... most susceptible to mm -hmm. hitting jokes mm -hmm. in, in between performances mm -hmm. because your brain starts to click. You're over. in that space, yeah. All right, so what do you think of this? Uh, now, the, uh, because, because of the coronavirus, right? People right. are sneaking out and having sex. Straight people. Like, I was talking to my straight friends who were saying they were, like, sort of, like, sneaking out and having sex and feeling dirty. So I said, now the whole world knows what it's like to be a gay man in the 50s. Sneaking out, saying, don't tell anybody about this. Shame. Something. I think something, yeah. Okay, so this that is what you guys, there's nothing there. There's this, nothing. Is what it, this is what it is. I think that it usually a joke will start with, like, an interesting thought or interesting like um comparison mm -hmm. something that you can pull from so if, so and then like build it from there so if you can find something where it's like that makes sense or rings true like if it was something that didn't make it was incongruent then you'd be like oh wait that that, that doesn't click but because well, i just i thought it was funny that like gay men historically have had to sneak sex right right, right. because of of 
being stigma marginalized and stigmatized and stuff right so now straight people are doing that because of the coronavirus sure so it's like oh so now you know how it feels right all right so that's an idea this one is not quite funny none of these are funny yet. they're all ideas but i just thought like having an italian grandmother like i really learned how to to go through a quarantine like i i um i don't open the door for strangers i wear the exact same everything every day i cook my own meals i'm reusing paper towel like if a paper towel gets wet, I let it dry and I reuse it again. Like it's an actual towel. Like, so that was something. I think there's uh, something too. Uh, not everyone might know that stereotype about Italian grandmother. So maybe be like, my grandmother's Italian, so she's super frugal. But now I finally understand, or maybe throw in, or do, pe- do people is that a stereotype about Italian grandmothers that they're very frugal? Yeah. Oh, I'd say I didn't know. Of course, this is I think very funny. Assholes to gay men are like Tamagotchi. Like, you have to take care of it. You have to wash it. You have to make sure, you know. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, some of these I shouldn't read because they're a little inappropriate. Um, Let's hear it. No, I mean, I, they're not worked out enough yet. So sometimes you're com- joking. You're like, this is not. When a comedian's showing their mm-hmm. joke idea, when a comedian's showing their joke ideas, it's, like, very vulnerable, too. Because mm-hmm. I, I find, I shared it with, um, there's a comedian named Malinga Mitra, and like a year and a half ago, we Love were like, him. he's so funny. We were like sending each other premises and, and unworked out joke ideas. And he sent me like a page of his, like of a oh, joke he was working on. It was like, you know, a totally new thing. And I was like, wow, thank you so much for showing me this because it's not like your final normal presentation of it. Like if I felt like I was like, oh my God, it's like, we're sharing our most intimate secrets. Well, you don't seem to feel that way right now while I'm sharing my grandma jokes no, with you, well, Emma. No, th- well, this, it's, <laughs> if you're friends with someone, it's like jumping into like the most innermost thing of friendship. That's what it is. I know, because him and like, I always know each other more casually. Right. We know each other from Boston We and very friendly and casual, but so it, it but it like show, if someone's your friend, then like, so this is something you and I would do anyway. But right, it, right. But ju- just to paint the picture for you guys listening, it's like sharing like a very like your like inner very very inner thoughts this one might be a tweet even though i got rid of twitter which is who would have thought the most stressful question in 2020 is how are you i think that's funny that's funny and then i have all i'm looking at all my old jokes i'm like i don't even remember my super bowl joke gay voice joke gay face when was the last time you did a show march 10th wait no isn't that crazy no, let me let me look. The last time I did a show uh, was in Phoenix, which was an interesting weekend. March eighth was the last time I did a show. Wow, I have two shows that asked that said they still wanted to be on. One is at the end of they're both in June. One's in Kansas. One's in Missouri. And I was said I was like, no, I'm not comfortable performing or promoting a public gathering. Mm-hmm. Is but the, I got a, not pushback, but. They the email I got was like to be clear you are comfortable and I and I had written no I need to um, reschedule before that so I'm gonna no, be like, I am not comfortable no but that's not weird right like I don't think a comedy show is not I, I would love to do a comedy show nothing would make me happier I miss everything about comedy clubs but it seems not ethical um not right now for sure what about think- the end of June would you do it. I don't know. We'll see what the end of June. Look, I have no idea. I barely, I don't even know what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. I just woke up and ate Frosted Mini Wheat. Do you have anything in the books for June though? No, I don't have anything. I just got my schedule 
for my agent. I have some stuff slotted for July, but that's yeah. all temporary. Like people don't right. know. What, I mean, I definitely have stuff for like September on. Right. If I was, if it was even, if it, it, July or August, I'd be more comfortable. June just seems like I can't imagine in a month promoting people like everyone come out to this small space where we're all sitting next to each other, projectile breathing. Um, there, I just saw Nicole Byers text me. They, they may keep LA under like, you know, quote unquote lockdown until July. Really? I thought the things were getting better there. I think things, I think right now with their, oh my God, I'm sure so many people are sick of talking about the coronavirus. Maybe we should talk about something else. Okay. Do what do you think? Because I'm, I'm now I'm talking and I'm starting to second guess myself. And well, I'm like, ah, we're all talking about it. Um, yeah, we can switch it. Nellie and Ludacris are having a rap battle competition. <laughs> Nellie and Ludacris. I'm sorry, Emma. It's a big, ju- big jump. I got sick big of myself. I got this. This is my fault. I brought this up. Well, this I didn't know that. Problem. I didn't know that about um about LA. LA. And I've Me been like neither. checking the news. Yeah, I haven't really been watching a lot of the news. I stressful. hadn't been. I just started again yesterday, I guess, because I wanted. Uh, but then, so that wasn't like. Oh, the reason I was checking it again is because Louisiana is supposed to reopen on Saturday. Okay, and you're in Louisiana. Yeah, but it's gradual. It's like hair salons, gyms, couple other churches, but that's and it's only things are only allowed to be at like twenty five percent capacity. Right. I wonder how that's gonna work. Here we are talking about it, but I wonder how that's gonna work. 25% capacity, like who they decide, like at a gym, right. who are they going to decide who gets to come in or not? Yeah. It's like, look, you need to work out more than this guy. So like get in here. This guy's right. going to like bash like, my head in. Yeah, you're right. Like, how do I walk? I'm gay. Let me in. Like, what are right. they going to say? <laughs> right. I mean, I think that the, it'll just have to be like first come first serve and then there'll be a line like in the supermarket. Maybe they'll do like between these hours and these hours, people of this age come. Right. These hours and these hours, people of this age come. That would make sense. Which actually would be great because then, because my gym is everyone's in their early hundreds. So I could finally go to the gym and see people my age and start, I could finally cruise. People are in their early hundreds at Equinox? I live in the Upper East Side. Ah, uh, that's So I the gym that I that. go to, everyone is like, you're gonna use right, this. right, right. You you're like the. I'm like it's the door. It's not a machine. <laughs> you're just like lapping everybody with all the weights. I kind of yeah, but there's a couple guys. There's a couple like dads I would say who come in and they're like ripped and it's like right. yeah, like I want so badly to be their friend. I have no when I go when I work out at the gym. I have so many friends. Well, I have a lot of friends that go to like gay gyms, meaning like it's highly populated with gay people. Right, right. So like there's cruising and there's sex and there's it. And I'm like, I've never like, I, I've never had that experience like going to the gym and just like eyeing someone across mm-hmm. the room and like sort of like teasing them in the locker room. I'm so fear-based. Like I'm listening to like Christmas music or Mariah <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm like ganging it up so women don't think I'm trying to hit on them. Like, sure. Like, you know, because sometimes women, I think when they work out, think men are being creepy. Like, there's like certain areas of the gym where it's just like two people. So, like, I'm like working out, like, yeah, like I'm just like right. over gang. So they're like, they feel safer. Right. That makes sense to do. That'd be a good thing to write about. Yeah. I do feel like that concept's been done. But I mean, I've seen it like on I've me. heard, I've heard people do a version of it where it'll be like I, the two, t- the times I've heard it, it'll be, uh, it'll be a black male comedian and they're saying that they'll start walking. They'll be like walking 
So they don't want the woman to think that they're, uh, you know, coming after them. And then the woman, then they both start running. And then I've seen two different guys do that one. Yeah, wait, I've heard that joke before. Yeah. Me- do you guys Megan have it? Gailey, Megan Gailey used to have a great, if you guys don't know Megan Gailey, you've got to check her out. She's so funny. She used to have a joke where like, she, I might be fucking it up, where she like, she, when she goes running, she runs in the middle of the street and turns her head right and left. So she looks like she's already being chased. So that way, if someone wants to murder her, they'll be like, oh, she, someone else has got She's her got already. dibs on her. Yeah, I remember. That's a good more joke. I might have fucked that up. Sorry if I gave away Megan's joke. Maybe I'll, we should cut that out. I nah, I, I think that that's like a form of flattery. Yeah, it, it is funny. Okay, so I, okay, I want to talk about movies we watched as kids, mm-hmm. we rewatch as adults that can sort of, you're looking at it with a different lens now. Sure. And your thought process. So before I talk about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which I watched last night. Haven't seen that in, since I was a kid. I recommend watching it. I highly recommend Someone showed me a picture of, what's the girl's name who blows up like a blueberry? Violet. Someone showed me a picture of her the other day because I knew, I was talking about somebody and they were like, oh my God, I I know who she looks like. And then they pulled up a picture of Violet. And I was like, who the fuck is it? Oh, it's from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So I remember Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. Yeah, so that was like on my mind. That was, I remember I used to love that movie as a kid. That's one of my favorite movies. What was one of your movies that you watched as a kid that as an adult you watched and you're like, what? Like, I don't think I should have watched this. Like Ren and Stimpy. Like watching Ren and Stimpy as an adult, you're like, this isn't appropriate for kids. I never got into Ren and Stimpy, but I, there was some movie. It wasn't a kid's movie though. There was some movie I watched about it was a cartoon but it was about kidnapping and like the it was right in the beginning it was like the girl got kidnapped and then her parents were trying to find her and it was a disney it was some it was an animated movie so i guess it was kind of a kids movie but it was much darker and then i and that scared the life out of me for like years i had it was a disney it was a cartoon someone i talked about it before and someone told me what it was all dogs go to heaven avengers no i don't remember what it was oh the rescuers rescuers that's what it was yeah that scared me but i don't know if i was just an imaginative kid or if it was actually inappropriate for a kid to see actually there's a really funny line in cinderella the disney cinderella where um when Cinderella finally reveals herself because they've been trying to hide her from the prince, uh, the mom and sisters are like, no, don't look at her. She's no and blah, blah. And the mom goes, yes, she's just an imaginative child. <laughs> See, these, those movies too, Disney movies were, remember there used to be like the subliminal messaging in them? Well, remember the scene in Lion King where like he like hits the ground and the dust flies in the air and it spells out sex? No, I didn't know about that one. And then, why, would, at- why would they do that? Well, I, I don't think like, okay, <clears throat> excuse me. The scene with the Little Mermaid with the priest and everyone says, oh, he's got a boner. As right. an artist, I know that that's not a boner. They're drawing his kneecap because he's so uh... hunched over and has the, the cape that the artist was just drawing his kneecap so right. you can see how he was standing. But it, it does look like a boner. So everyone's like, oh my God, a boner. It's a right. boner. Like, so I don't think that's actually meant to spell sex in the air. I think it just was like, it's like, hey, you guys got a lot of free time, and you're the ones that are applying this perversity to these shows. Because what does Disney get out of having subliminal messages? I could see subliminal messaging if it was like, buy Disney products or something, you know what I mean? That would like right. help them, but 
writing sex, sex in the closet. I mean, I could see an artist being, but the thing is like, when people watch stuff like that, like the boner, the sex and the thing, right. there's like 20 artists working it. There's the keyframe artist. So the keyframe artist when you're doing animation is someone who's sketching, just blocking in what movements are necessary. Then right. once those, there's another artist who takes over that and does the in-betweens, so fills in the keyframe. Then see, another artist it, comes in. Yeah, I see, it's like... Cleans it up. Another artist comes in, inks it. Another artist comes in, puts it on plastic, draws it. Another artist comes in, colors it. Another artist animates it. So, like, there's so many... There's such a process to it. Come on. Right. Not one of them's going to be like, you know, it's not that funny to write sex in the thing. Like, it's like, what's... <laughs> yeah. what, you want to do all this work for this one? It's like, oh, 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 sex. Like, it's... You, I could even see more if it was like, hi, mom, or I love you, Karen, or something that someone Karen. somewhere would get some kind of a kick out of. Just writing sex is like, or if you're going to, it just doesn't seem like all those people would sign off on doing that. Right. Unless it was well, the last well, person that like had the final thing. And then they just Disney, did it. Walt Disney himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got it. This won't go to air if it doesn't say sex quickly at that one part. <laughs> I think when I was watching Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, I didn't realize like how, I mean, it really looks like it was just made in someone's home. Really? Like it's very, as a kid, I remember thinking it was like this fantastical. Yeah. Movie. But because we're so used to CGI, sure. that when you watch it, it really is just like. Bare bones crap yeah i mean it's crap but i like it though i mean i like the grittiness the, the cheesiness i li- i like not having cgi because you're is imagining a, is it a musical mm-hmm. okay and a lot of shit songs really the only song yeah the only song that's good is na 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 oh, yeah right I realized a lot of the jokes fell flat. There was supposed to be a lot of jokes. First of all, Charlie's mom, who was like making like laundry stew or whatever. Why did the grandparents never leave the bed? Charlie, right. as himself, as a kid, is he's not unlikable, but he's not really likable either. He's just right. kind of like a boob. All the other kids are assholes. You know, all the parents are assholes. Um, it really, the movie is only good when Gene Wilder gets in there because Gene Wilder is so good and so captivating. But I, I don't quite understand the movie because I, I, I guess I understand it's about like spoiled kids and don't become those spoiled kids. Mm. I've never met kids that spoiled. I don't think I have either. And they, those were like spoiled and they were like rotten. Like I've met kids that like have stuff, mm-hmm. but I haven't met kids that were rotten before. Daddy, I want an Oobaloopa now. I'll never speak to you again. Like, but I have met adults like that. Like I in college yeah. or like I've met like the older version of what I'm sure that they were like that as a kid. Do you ever like have a friend and then you hear them talk to their parents and like it completely changes your view on your friend? Only one time and I could no, yes, I had this friend in high school and I couldn't believe it. She would be like, we would go, I would always spend the night at her house on on the week on weekends in high school because her mom was would like let us like kind of do our own thing and she would she would be so mean to her mom she'd be like fuck you mom i hate you we didn't want cinnamon rolls like blah, 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 blah. it was crazy it was nuts she'd be like why'd you make us cinnamon rolls i fucking hate cinnamon rolls. like there was a lot of going on at that particular home and this wasn't a kid who was spoiled in the materialistic sense at all but there was some boundary problems with the parent and i just remember being like like I didn't know you could do that. Oh my God! Yeah, if I spoke that way to my parents, I would be—I would go missing. 
Yeah, I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine, just, especially in front of someone. And then the mom would be like, okay, I'll make you guys new cinnamon rolls. And I'd be like, I don't no, know. No, you're eating what I made you. Right. No new. Like, right. what are you talking about? Yeah, it was shocking. But the thing is, is I'm sure she heard someone else talk to the mom. Like, like she must have been getting that from someone where, because we were pretty well, young. Well, parents allow their kids to treat them right. a certain way. I remember I was with my friend years ago. We were talking because his, his brother had had a kid. And it was very misbehaved. And I was saying things like, oh, he should be like on a schedule. Like, right. you know, he just kind of wakes up whenever he wants, eats whatever the kid? he wants. Does, yeah, the kid, just he's like three, does whatever he wants. And that's he, not good. And he was like, that's too much pressure for like a kid. And then my Aunt Cindy, who we all know, was like, kids crave routine. She goes, yeah. I, she goes, I was at the changing room the other day and I heard a 13-year-old girl talking to her mom saying, her mom said something and the girl goes, shut up, bitch. And my Aunt Cindy goes, and it started when she was three years old right so you know you got a a lot of like parents uh, right because i'm sure it started for the parents then when they were a little kid and they saw that or they're some somewhere along the line their self almost said along the line somewhere along the line their self-worth got trampled so they let their kid or anyone talk to them like that right yeah yeah that's why i don't want kids you ever but say, your kids wouldn't talk to you like that because you wouldn't let them. Because I won't have them. And you, ever, you won't have them. You ever say, like, whenever you say you don't want kids, do, if I say to somebody, I don't want kids, your next response should be great or right. okay. Cool. There's I enough of them. I don't understand the resistance when you say that. Like, one time I said to someone, like, recently I said, yeah, I don't want kids. I said, oh, you're young. And I said, I don't think you heard me correctly. I, I said, don't I don't want, want them. Right. One time I said, I don't want kids. I said, well, you know, you can have them. Yeah, well, I, I, I wasn't curious how to acquire a child. Right, right. I right, know right. how to receive a child. Right. <laughs> I said I didn't want them. Right. Why do you what think is that, that is? People can't understand. If you say I don't want kids, and people's response will be they're so resistant to you to, to believe to like to believing that. I think it's because so many people maybe thought they didn't want kids, and then they had kids, and it was like the best thing that ever happened to them. Or it's because that's like the stand-up's what... the best thing that happened to me. Sure. I'm not telling everybody else to go right. do stand-up. Right, I don't want to I do prefer they don't do stand-up. Yeah, yeah, you sure you don't want to do stand-up? I think you'd be a great stand-up. You should right. just do it. Oh, you don't know. Have you tried? Oh, you're right. young. Right, you're but... young. You'll grow, you'll grow into it. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I bet it's also because so many people's, like, that's like the culmination of, you know, that's what they're that's your life so it'd, it'd be hard to and that you love so much it's like well how could you not want this magical thing mm-hmm. See, because i'm selfish right now and that's well, not what i want yeah what if fran would say she's like i will assure you i'm not leaving a carbon footprint i'm leaving a carbon fingerprint right she's not having kids <laughs> right yeah i have to it's my niece's birthday i think on the 18th and so coming up so my where everyone's gonna eat pizza and then might take little videos and my sister's gonna like splice it all together so she can still get a pizza party oh that's cute man yeah pizza. pizza is one of those foods when you're a kid oh a pizza party can you remember the first time you had pizza it's the, i know that's I way mean, back that's you're talking to an italian right so we're just at the, the hospital answer is no i don't remember right. the first time i had pizza i don't remember right. the first time i had it but i remember that was like the treat like it'd be like friday like okay well we can order a pizza from this place called pie in the sky and okay. we would go get a pizza and then that was like it would be like a whole thing but it would be like because there's not a lot of restaurants in my hometown so it'd be pie right. in the sky and then there was this other place which had to have been some kind of front because it was way out of town not in a convenient place 
and no one was ever shopping there and it, the pizza was disgusting like i remember going there with my dad if that when the other place would be closed for something and we would come in and they would be like what are you doing here like there's no price right. get out of here get out of here They'd be like, get your wholesome children out of here it's the only thing it's, it can compare to is like the one time i went into a body massage parlor it was in midtown maybe even chelsea and it said men only this is a male only mas- and i was like oh we'll see if there's a therapist available and i went in and it was like these like young gay male masseuses and i was like would you guys consider doing me and my i just have shoulder tension and they were kind of like okay and then this guy rubbed my started rubbing my shoulder and maybe 20 minutes into it i'm like this is something like a sex thing and they're all like oh fuck once a month some fucking idiot comes in but that's what it felt like going into that pizza place of course a lesbian walks into a gay spa place it's like i think i need my shoulder worked out yeah. so like miss we've got dildos they Wait. were right they, they were i just remember walking in and there was a massage therapist sitting around like they weren't working but they were like we're full waiting to get guys off but, but you would full. think that I was like, you would be like a nice refresher because you're young and in shape and a woman so they could actually just give you a massage. I bet. I wonder if these guys were probably not trained in massage, though. They weren't. Right. Because I remember that's what made me be like, oh, this guy's not a massage therapist. And I tipped him really well because I was like, you. Oh, my God, Emma, you are such an over tipper. I do love that about you, but you do. And also I was and all the, like I'm taking him away from getting whatever the, you know, he would be getting for sex. And I'm like, I'm kind of like, this is guy. Oh, what have I done? It's a, I wonder if you've seen it before. It's in Midtown, kind of near Broadway comedy club. It says, it says men only right in the door. That's right in hell's kitchen. That's yeah. like gay center. Gay. It was all gay men in there. And I yeah, s- still wasn't picking up. And I was like, Oh, Hey guys. And they're just like, <laughs> it was the middle of the day. Miss. Yeah. <laughs> like this tiny little twink here. Just like, okay, I can rub your back if you want. Maybe they thought you were a twink. The, right when I walked in, they were like, um, this, we're full. This, like, they were like trying to like, and I was just not getting it. I'm like, well, okay, I'll wait, you know. And then they're like, okay, come in the back. Like, there's, a, there's a bunch of other places you could go to. So many. I miss that. I would love to go back to that place right I now. I usually go to my friend Steve. He's a massage therapist. Ooh. We're friends. So it's like, we get to chill and hang out and uh, talk about X-Men and like just have like a fun time. Could you imagine going to a massage place right now? No, I can't even imagine getting a handshake. That's I wouldn't why, even know what that's like. That's why I can't believe the places are opening up. Shaking a we hand. To, we got to talk about this. Um, apparently in Hell's Kitchen, there was a group of young gay men who decided to put on a circuit party. When? Like two weeks ago in New really? York. Really? see this in no. an apartment. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Tyler sent you the, the article. Did you get it? Didn't click it. Oh, you might not. Okay, so there was apparently mm-hmm. like a... Um, a DJ and like, like they put like in a, in a house, they put like a, a circuit party, like sure. music and there's a video of it. Like Marty Gold Cummings, who's a friend of mine, she's a drag queen here in um, New York. She posted on her Instagram, like a video of them in this during quarantine, <laughs> like a fucking circuit party, no masks, no gloves, no nothing. Did they get in trouble? Yeah. I mean, everyone's kind of like shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah, yeah, shame, yeah. Like shame, in shame. the streets, like ding, ding, shame, shame. Like, and I think the DJ, I didn't see the full interview, but I just saw him say in a video, like, look, afterwards I followed precaution. Like, I put a mask and gloves on. I'm like, like, right. 
It doesn't matter though. You did the part. You, <laughs> you did the. What'd you do before? I went to a social distancing Mother's Day party. Yeah, but that's different. That's yeah, we were a in a big yard. Party. Yeah. You're six feet away from your own family members. Right. So you're in close contact with emotionally and know what right. the quarantine looks right, like. Right, right, right. I just feel like I understand like people wanting to feel normal again, but a, but a circuit party, that's not like there's so much death happening. I just can't imagine in my mind being like, yeah, I guess these nurses are putting their lives on the line, but you know what? I'm going to go get drunk and dance dance just maybe just now is not the time we all want to have fun we all want to party we all want to after this i want to try fucking molly i don't give a shit right but i'm just saying it's like right now is like a time i think you have to be if you're gonna see people just be extremely selective with who you're seeing and be careful when you're seeing them not you know 40 people you don't know in a party yeah i would not want to go dance i mean not that that's like what i would naturally do anyway but i have read Someone was saying, if there's tension in your house, some article I read, if there's tension in your house, dance with your family. And then that'll like make you guys have more fun, which I could say. It's always like, more fun to dance when there's like a three-year-old. Yeah. three-year-olds love dancing. They just right. go crazy. And, right. The music. Right. Like, my sister sends me videos of Frankie, my, my niece. And How old is like, your niece now? She was born in July, so she's going to almost be a year in July. Ooh. And she loves Elmo. Like she reacts, she's so excited by Elmo and stuff. I'm like, God, just I remember those days being excited by stuff. Oh yeah, did you have one of those? Did they have an Elmo? No, wait, was it an Elmo? What was the thing where they pulled and then it like tickled me Elmo? Yeah, it tickled me Elmo, and it was like they were they were like sold out of them when they first came. So like every parent was like trying to get their kid to tickle me Elmo. That well, when we were kids, that was a thing. It was just past our generation, so we weren't so into Elmo. I think. I was pregnant. Like, tickle me. I, I remember like tickle me Elmo, like parents like ripping each other's hair off for a tickle. Right. Me right. I gotta get one for my baby. I when I went to this social distancing Mother's Day thing, it was it was funny because so actually my girlfriend isn't like out to some people in her family because her grandmother is much, much, much older and is a super religious, so it's kind of like some parts of it are not discussed. But they definitely know. And her uncle didn't ask he knew he knows that we're a couple but he didn't ask if we were together but he did ask if i was a vegetarian in a very interesting way he was like he said he was like so and he came over and he was really looking at me he goes are you a vegetarian and i was like no not at all and he goes well ashley is and he's like and i know you know birds of a feather like to stick together so i don't know <laughs> and i was like no i eat a lot of meat and then i wanted to seem like cool so i was like i eat so much meat i try to make myself eat less meat and he was like oh yeah me too me too and we like bonded over our like hatred of animals apparently isn't, isn't that funny that that's a straight person's way of asking if you're a dyke right or at least that's how i took it but he was like he looked it'd be like if i was like mateo mm-hmm. so you're a vegetarian too wait what would it be for for gays like because like Instead of calling me a faggot, right? And I'm sure, like, he wasn't going to call you, a, like, a, a dyke. You know what I'm saying? He, he was, was trying say, to like, see... Alleged. He was trying to be nice. And he was trying to feel me out, probably, too. Right. But Which, instead of just saying it, like, he said... He, what would a gay be? I, I, I hear that you... So you like dancing? You like expressing yourself? You like singing? You like having fun in the rain? Um, what would it be for a gay guy? That's it. That you hit it. You have fun. you like having fun. You like expressing yourself. Yeah, isn't that sad? That's associated with being gay. I think it's great because we it's, do. It is true, but like, 
Yeah, if someone said to my dad, you like expressing yourself, yourself, he'd be like, uh, what? Like he wouldn't, it would be a very odd question to ask him. And he'd probably get kind of uncomfortable and be like, I guess. Can I, I-, can I ask you something? So I said dyke. Mm-hmm. Now I've heard you say faggot a million times. Mm-hmm. That's how you order at McDonald's. What's up, faggot? Can I have... Um, well, I'll say faggy. I'll go, oh, it's a faggy little guy. Faggy, like a little faggy right. guy. Same yeah. difference. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's like a descriptor. So it's like, I obviously say dyke with like... like. I don't like, mind when you say it at all. No, I know you don't mind. But I'm like, does it sound bad coming out of my mouth, even though I'm gay? I don't know. I think it's also, I think it's also like... How it's used. Yeah, because now if I were to describe someone that way, I would only say it to someone that I already talked to or kind of had a vibe for what they were feeling. Right. I think. I said it this way because it was like, this is a straight guy asking an ignorant question to a lesbian. In a very like Southern setting. He was really nice though. And in my... But in like stereotypically, in my mind, he's calling you a dyke. Like you see what I'm saying? I'm. I but, wouldn't but, be right. But I probably shouldn't have said it. He, he, he also gave me a lot of meat. He he was like trying to also show <laughs> that he was accepting through the amount of. He was like, "Do you want any meat for your work home?" It was really sweet. Like he was like, "Here's a bunch of the brisket. Like you want this, you want that." And I was like, "I, you know, I feel included. Like thank you very much. It was right. sweet." Yeah, I guess sweet. I shouldn't have said that. Well, I guess I can't. What, what do I care? You know what it is? It's because we got too much time now. We get too too much time to think about everything that we're saying. Right. So I'm like, did I, Emma, did, Emma, did I just offend you? Not at all. Now is this offensive? I bet if you said, <laughs> I bet if you said, I bet if you said, not you, but like if someone was like, like, oh, they're such a fucking dyke. Well, I don't Those know. Those words would. Can you imagine? Yeah, but also, me I wouldn't that. find that offensive. From I mean, it dep- It really depends on who you're talking to. And the the trust, and so you have like a context where they're coming from. I couldn't imagine there being a situation where I'd say there's such a fucking di-. like I couldn't imagine that coming out. Of I me. wonder if I've said that or I've said that. I don't think I would have said that about someone. Well, you I mean, joke, or you're like you like if you were gonna fuck a guy, you'd want like a you say a faggy. I'd want a faggy little one, <laughs> but that's um, that's me saying what I would want. I wouldn't say the other way of saying it there was this gay guy that, and i remember he was like really yelling at me it was someone i used to work with i really liked him though but he was like he yelled re- at you he was like very expressive and uh, for- that's a way of saying someone's gay really you we yeah. just went over so this. He, oh, right, right right so yeah he was very express he was very, right he was very expressive and he he was yelling but it was like he was always he was yelling when he's happy and like oh my god so he's so Italian. He, what was he? He wasn't Italian, but he he was he was like something, and I had to move. I took my earpod out and moved it away so I could like kind of brace myself for. And he was like, and this, you know, and this guy next to me was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, it's da da da. And he was like, is he gay? Is he gay? You could like hear it through the earpod because he was. Just like, eh. And then he was like, I don't think he would have talked to me like that. And I was like, really? And it was probably because I had just like been totally cool with it. But I think I called, I was like, he's so faggy or something like that. And then after I said it that way, I was kind of like, eh, maybe I shouldn't. Because I was also saying it to a straight guy. So I was like, right. That's you know what I'm saying? Too. If we're in the queer community, I know yeah. people don't agree with this. We obviously have a very, right. we understand each other's boundaries. Right. But I would never say to a straight person, like I see some gay people like, trying to talk the way straight people talk about gay people so that the straight people think that they're cool mm. you know what i'm saying 
which we've all been in that position. It's self preserve Like we're trying to defend, we're trying to protect ourselves. You know what I right. mean? That's natural. I Is think. that code switching? Does that count as code switching? I don't know. I don't think I would have a good enough. Me neither. Cause I don't know what the initial code would be. I know that like, there's a certain way that I, there's certain, a certain way I talk with my group of gay friends right versus straight people it's not like a i don't change i I talk this way but there's certain words that i use right or certain language that i use that's different then i I don't say to like straight people oh yeah like he um like i had trade or whatever you know what i mean like they wouldn't trade mean again i mean like a hookup or someone this is like or you know, like certain things like Bob, I did this show with Bob where he was Carol Channing, which by the way, all of you have to watch <laughs> it on YouTube because Bob fucked, like we just That's couldn't funny. stop laughing, all of us. It was That's funny. the funniest video ever. And Bob at one point, as Carol Channing was just talking gay talk, he was like, these queens are trying to make their coin. And then afterwards, Bob's like, I, I was myself acting like Carol Channing, but still talking like a a drag queen like right. make these queens are trying to make their coin like right. that's drag talk you know what i mean like that's queer talk yeah there's he's like doing an he's doing an impression of someone doing an impression of him being in the drag world you really should watch it though bob the drag queen is carol channing everyone should watch it it's bob laughing hysterically for like so i mean for like an hour straight it is one of the funniest things ever bob has a clip on comedy central Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. I liked it. I didn't watch it yet. But I saw it and I was like, good for Bob, you know? Oh, he good has for Bob. two specials, both on Amazon. You can yep. check them out. iTunes. He's so funny. Good for Bob. So they're I not think... going to have pride this year. I know. And yeah. speaking of the word dyke, mm. now, did you ever see dykes on bikes? I saw it in Boston. I had a friend, I had a friend who was like volunteered with them and a girlfriend who volunteered with them, but... In Boston, this teacher, and this could never happen now, ever, because this teacher dated some students, and I knew three of the students that this teacher had relationships with, right? As they were students? But this, so with each one, so I knew three of them, right? And at different times, but each one went, well, she doesn't do this with her other students. And I went, oh, she does. But it was a queer teacher. It was a queer teacher. They literally taught queer studies. Mm-hmm. And I actually sent the school a message about it when I got older and was like, hey, because some of the school sent me a message saying we, we're nominating this person for a teacher of the year award. Will you co-sign it? And I said, you know, actually, not only will I not, I want to bring it to your attention that there, I know three different students who had physical relationships with this teacher. With each one, it was their last year at the school. The age gap isn't, you know, say the teacher's in their 40s and the students are, what, 23? I'm mm-hmm. not judging that necessarily as an age gap. I am judging that the teacher wasn't waiting until the students had graduated. It's mm-hmm. different in college. Maybe I shouldn't have sh- – should I not have been bothered by that? How old were you when this was happening? We were adults, 23. How old were you when Look, you graduated college? 22. 22. Something like that. Something yep. like that. Yeah. One of them was younger than 22 because one of them I was someone sounds, I dated. I think it's weird. I, I think, think it's, it's inappropriate. weird. And where I really was like, because the first person that was sleeping with them, I was like, the first person was older. They were like a returning student. They were like 26. But I remember her saying, she doesn't do this with any of her students. Okay. And then I had an ex that dated this person. And I was like, but you met when they were your teacher. She goes, she doesn't do this with any of their students. And I go, I know one other one she did. 
And then another one, that was the younger one, it was also someone I dated, said that. And I was like, no, this motherfucker does it with all her students. And she, this was a queer, I want to say her name so bad. Was she a dyke on a bike? And Mateo, she was the, like, not like the headhead one, but she was like bike number two in Dykes on Bikes. <laughs> For those who don't know what Dykes on Bikes are, I learned what they were in Chicago Pride. It's a group of lesbians who ride motorcycles. And mm-hmm. they're called, they call themselves Dykes, Dykes on, bikes. on Bikes. Yep. And I'll never forget being at my first Pride. I was probably 19 or 18. My friend Sophia took me. I was wearing a sweater. I don't know why. And hmm. we went and I saw I wonder Dykes. why. I don't know. I mean, I think it was kind of chilly in Chicago, but hmm. we went and saw Dykes on Bikes. Or we went to the parade and when Dykes on Bikes came, I remember loving that because I loved that um, <laughs> they had such a sense of humor about it. Like, Yeah, the signs are funny. Dyke on a bike is hysterical. And it was like my first opening to gay people, queer people, like having a really funny sense of humor about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't know what gays could be. We could be like the fags on... Pharmaceuticals. No, fa- like fags brain on rags. I don't know. Rags Something. Are like, we were like Annie, like r- cleaning houses. I don't know what we could do. You know, it doesn't work that way. But Also with dykes on bikes, you don't usually think, you wouldn't be like, oh, they're going to be a chuckle fest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know. But it's... then they are. The signs are funny. And they're, they're funny. Like they usually will have like funny little like things popping up. I remember that from Boston Pride being like, oh, that, they're being funny. I, I follow fun this Instagram account. I think it's called like Christopher Street, but it's about like gay and queer history. Mm. And there's a lot of signs like from the 1960s and 70s of like, you know, gays and lesbians in the pride parade, but it was a more of a protest then. But I love, even the signs back then, they were so funny. I was like, these could have been like, obviously some are very serious, but some are like, oh, this would have been meme worthy today. Right, the original that meme. that I look at something that's like historical. I'm like, that would be a funny meme. <laughs> It's yeah, it's the it's the original meme. Like that's a good that's a good one. You you get a lot of likes for that. I guess the original meme was just like signs and protest signs, right? Yeah, a meme in the it would be the biggest compliment. The best thing a meme ever could be would be a protest sign because then it would be doing. I mean, a meme can be like amusing, so that I think there's value in amusement, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that would be the best case scenario for a meme done good if it became a a sign someone was having have you ever seen dykes and bikes in new york maybe i have you know the, the, all huge. the prides that i go to in new york are like you see five percent of what's actually happening because it's just so overwhelming we talked about this last time it's so overwhelming so, like you go and i'm like i don't know what to look at where to go where and to dykes be. on bikes is the day before actually i forgot about that it's the night it's the afternoon before pride in new oh, york the night before I'm or, or definitely in Boston. It's not the same. I think it's in New York because I remember coming in to New York when I was living in Boston and we wanted to come in for the Dykes on Bikes thing. I didn't give a fuck. My girlfriend at the time did. And so we went to that and then the next day was Pride and woo, we were drunk. Yeah, I, I never, have I been super drunk at a Pride? I remember one year I got drunk and it was sad about my ex and ordered fettuccine Alfredo mm. in the parking lot and walked home. Sounds like my kind of night. There was that. It was like four in the afternoon. It was pretty embarrassing. Sounds like my um, kind of night. You and I went to a Pride together. Remember the, what the hell was it? We were on some Peter. For some reason, I had like wrist, I had like VIP things to something. That was a Pride thing. That was a lesbian dance something. Yeah. And there was Me like. And Robin went and yeah, Gail went. 
Right. And it was like open bar, but like me, I'm not drinking. You're not, you weren't drinking. Robin also doesn't drink. You and Robin aren't like big drinkers. And then Gail right. at the time was. So I, we just yeah. like kind of sat. Ever, I don't even know but, what we did. But I think we got there too early also. Right. Like, because like, I think the party party was happening at night. So it was basically just us walking around with like bracelets, right. you know, that like VIP bracelets with no one there and loud right. music. And yeah. kind of being like, well, we should go get coffee somewhere. Right, go get hamburgers next door. I remember that. I would love to be back there right now. I would love to be on a plane going somewhere. I'd love to be really. Going, I'd love to be going to Italy. I don't miss flying. I thought I did. I miss the. I miss me I like, getting my points. I don't miss. It. I like flying. I, I do don't. like flying. I do like. Well, my friend just flew. Really, the airports drastically different like everyone has to be in masks everyone has to be six feet away from each other everybody has to be wearing That's good. gloves everyone has to be you know he's like it's people are going to be shell-shocked when they go to the airport and i was like oh my god like it was hard enough going to the airport now we're gonna sure. have, i mean oh now it'll take a lot longer to get through stuff right see that's why they got to get a vaccine someone's got to get cranking on that they, I mean, multiple people are. They've already started testing people. Could you imagine but if it's just like... Vaccines take 12 to 18 months, so we right. probably won't get one until January. Who knew about those goddamn vaccines? I'm surprised you won't try a, a, a Zoom comedy show. What if it was only for like 10 people? No, I just... I'm, I, it's no... I just don't feel like it. I mean, that's that. I usually trust my gut. I just yeah. don't feel like it. So I, I just won't. The way that I do it too is I don't stand up. So I like make it seem like I'm not, I, I'm, that's where I draw the line. I'm like, I'm not standing up. So I'm not doing stand up. I just really pretend like I'm coming up with the jokes off the top of my head. I like doing interviews, podcasts, like I did Sydney and Marie's podcast, Stavros's, Jared Freed's. Um, I've done radio, like I've done Nikki Glazer's, I've done Ron Bennington's, I've done Jim and Sam, but I don't want to do stand up. Yeah, I've been. I, I just would rather brain, wait so. till it's like I don't want Easy Mac. I want to right. wait till I can actually have the real bowl of pasta. That's yeah. the stupidest thing I've ever said. I did a benefit show on, I think it was on like Friday. It was a benefit for like New Orleans doctors. And I did, I ended up not doing, I just did quote unquote crowd work because I ended up just like talk, a lot of people, you can see them and they're like, hold, they're at home. So they're like holding their dogs. So I was just like, what kind of dog is that? And then Apparently, people fucking love that. They're like, oh, my God. So that was like a quick 10 minutes. I'm doing, like a, I'm doing a charity thing for TBS where it's awesome. like a minute of like stand-up, but I'm going to do a character. What kind of character are you going to do? I mean, come on. What's the only? I do two characters. Which one? Which one? You'll just have to see. Lisa? How can, after all this time, how could you call her Lisa? Sorry, Liza. Fuck. I can't believe that. Sorry, sorry, so, sorry. You know what it is? That's the most offensive I was tr- thing I've ever heard. I was trying to get it right. And so I, I over, I like took the rudder the wrong way, which isn't a saying. Yes, I know that. She has a whole song called It's Liza with a Z, not Lisa with an S, because Lisa with an S goes not zoo. It's, I don't remember. It's. And they played least- that song on the radio? Well, this is like the 1960s. Good. Like then it's Manelli. It's uh, people say Manel, uh, Lisa Manuli or Liza. I forget. You never heard Liza with a Z? No. The only thing of her I know is from you. Okay. Before we go, we're gonna hear a little bit of Liza with a Z. All right, let's hear it. So you, who's who's yeah. baby shower are you going to? Um, I I don't want to say because okay. I don't know if she wants me to. Fair, fair. To say, but I'll tell you after. 
Also, if you guys are interested, Turdy Works that aired the first episode aired last Tuesday, and it's every Tuesday at ten o'clock on True TV. Congratulations! Thank you. It got, did get really good ratings. Okay. Oh wait, ready? Okay, so. She's an icon. She's an icon because she was her one Judy Garland's daughter. Right. Looked like Judy Garland. Right. Sounded like Judy Garland. Moved like Judy Garland. But she was also Vincent Minnelli's daughter, who was a famous director. She also looked like Vincent. She was strange, exotic yeah. looking, like these giant eyes, like yeah. that, you know, like and she was, you know. She and was, she sold it. I mean, that was her selling it. You know what I mean? Like she's putting on a show and it's so like, if you I, watch her in the seventies. I mean, when you talk about selling, I mean, it might've been Coke, but like if you right. watch her like selling it, like she goes for it. Yeah. And that see, and, and that is probably what makes someone an icon, especially a gay icon. Cause it's like, you're going for it and you've got obstacles, right. you know, it's not like her face is like, and of all the faces in all the land, the one that you'd want to be jumping on stage with, per se, everybody is beautiful. But I mean, just for her to- Well, I the- think the reason gay people probably latched onto someone like her is because she's not trying to be this like sex goddess. She is sure. sexy in the sense that she's talented, but she's mm. allowing her natural talent to overcome all of her- Exactly. I don't exactly. know, because Madonna's sexy too, but you know, there's a whole- Right. That's the first time I've ever heard her and not through you, which wasn't an interview. Like I've, I've checked her out in interviews, but that's it. I've never heard her. You've like, never heard her like sing, sing before? No, never. Oh, I'll, I'll, let me just show you three seconds and then we can go. Are you going to write a joke? Um, are you going to write a joke for the, for her character? Or are you going to do one of your jokes in her character? Um, I haven't figured it out yet, so I don't want to say too... Okay. I don't want to say too much. This is why she is famous. Hold on, ready? Let's hear it. How old is she? Probably 35. I mean, she's working it. You can just see her, like, hands and... Yeah, look, ready? She can sing. Yeah, she can sing. She can sing. I mean, Emma, she could sing. She's um, startling, though. I mean, that's like, if, if she was delivering your pizza... And you open the door, and she's like, "Your pizza's here." Hi, I'm Liza. It's a like, Here's your pizza. And you'd be seeing that. You'd be. You'd see her and just be like, you know, like there's no. She's she's startling. It is startling. Yeah, she's a specific type of energy. I would she's say specific type she's of energy. Expressive is what I would say. Yes. Um. All right. Well, this was a fun episode. Yes. Thank you guys so much, and we hope that you're all staying safe. And you can always write us. 
what the hell is our email inside the closet podcast yeah gmail.com one time mateo and i were guests on um i forget what i know i'm gonna I, that brunch show no, we were guests on, it was during Just for Laughs, we were guests on Sister Zameda and Nicole's show, and it was so funny at the end oh, that right. they were like, what the hell's our email address? And I was like, I totally get it. And then they were like, what is it? What is it? And yeah. someone was like, it's the near name of the show at Gmail. And they were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I relate to that. <laughs> I did. Best friends at gmail.com. Yeah, right. And they're like, right. So very, very relatable. I relate to that. That's what I just said. But well, thank you guys so fun, much. Emma. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm going to hit stop record.